Brushing your teeth or wiping your butt? You have to give up one. <laughs> what would it be and why? Brushing your teeth. Easy money. <laughs> You'd give up brushing your teeth? Then wiping your ass? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, at, least you can, at least you can have, like... I mean, it's a very confident answer. <laughs> well, at least you can have, like, mouthwash. They said brushing your teeth. They didn't say, like, mouthwash or just putting in toothpaste and, like, swishing it around. Point. You know what I mean? At least you're doing you something. Like, floss. Yeah. Like, how literal are we going? Wiping, or, like, can I have a bidet? Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. That is but a then it great can't... point. Hmm. Does that count as wiping? Like, kind of? But yes. see, that, then also, too, like, does mouthwash count? I don't think so. So I think mm. you could use, like, a bidet or that something. We could change the question and say, would you rather clean your asshole or clean your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> or would you rather have a clean asshole or have a clean mouth? Bro, that sucks. <laughs> both both ways are bad. I, Either it's poopy butt life, or you got gingivitis. Like, yeah. yeah. I I think I might have to go with the mouth because you do have a couple alternative options. You can either floss <laughs> or use mouthwash. But with like the the butt man, like that's that's haunting. Yeah, yeah it's true. Just Having as haunting it, as a bad mouth. But. Yeah, yeah. I've had I've had gingivitis in the past. Ooh. I've had gingivitis. Uh, it's not fun. But it's like a I would take disease. having gingivitis over having like itchy, scratchy swamp ass <laughs> forever. You forever, know? Yeah. yeah. Imagine every time you pull your pants up, every single time you sit down, your yeah. your like... underwear sticks to your ass. <laughs> just the worst just thing the, in the uh, world. The uh, sticky octopus every time you have to peel them <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Ew. The worst. <laughs> No, thank you. That would yeah, yeah that I'll... would be bad. I'm, I'm choosing I'm choosing mouth, man. Choosing choosing a, a dirty mouth. Yeah. All right. So three mouths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's three of that them. That seems sensible. Three seem mouths, like, uh, no ass. We seem like um, smart gents. I think that's a, a good good way to go. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people could agree if you, uh, if you agree or disagree. It's honorable. Drop your drop your answer below in the comments. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, well, hello, cinephiles. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, gamers and gamettes alike. Welcome back to the podcast where we talk about movies. Yeah. We don't really have a special niche or anything or, you know, uh, really anything unique. But we are all unique. Uh, as individuals, and I think that's all that matters. Where are you so, going well, with this? <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show. <laughs> We're all unique as individuals. I'm just being honest. Let's I'm hold just being hands an and, and, braid, and braid daisies. But a clean one at that. Yeah, clean. Clean. Honest, but yeah. clean. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we got a couple movies to talk about. Yes, we do. Um, a couple movies. Thanks to Ryan. Oh, and if you guys don't know if you're the first time listening, every episode, it's one of our picks. 
double feature. Sometimes not a double feature. It just depends on the person. Yep. But this week's choice was Ryan. That me. That's him. What you What you choose for us, dude? I chose. Um, I have been wanting to get a Von Trier film in this podcast for I don't know a long time. So I was having a tough time picking, but I ultimately went with Oh Nightmares Melancholia. I mm. it's on Hulu. If you're watching, want to check it out. I and. Because Chase hasn't seen it, I had to go with The Witch. This is Ugh. Robert Eggers' like big debut. Yes, please. Mm. Good stuff. Which one are we starting with? Good stuff. Well, considering the fact that I didn't watch Melancholia, maybe let's start with Melancholia. That way, get it out of the way, and at the end, we can have three people talking about a movie instead of two. Yeah. Uh, and there's sure, the reasons good. that I wasn't able to watch these movies is that I was uh, I was battling dwarves in my dungeon um, oh. in in my dungeon in my house I can't tell you anything more other than the dwarves have been slain and Thank we God. don't need to, we don't need to worry about Good. them but I was not able to watch melancholia because of the dwarves in the dungeon were they I respect it. mountain dwarves or hill dwarves was the difference these were frost dwarves. Pfft. Those are some tough dwarves. From Jodenheim. Yeah, that's hard to come by. From Jodenheim. Wow. These are Norse That's a, Norse that's a problem. Yeah. yeah these, <laughs> they're the, big the, dwarves. Yeah. They're like the size of they're people. They're big. <laughs> yeah, they're like... They're, they're just people. I was killing people in my dungeon. It's a common occurrence. <laughs> So, okay, well, let's let's talk about Melancholia. Ryan, do you have a synopsis on hand, or do you want to just fly, uh, wing it? I, I'm going to Google right now to see what it says. A planet hurtles toward a collision course with Earth. Two sisters, one of them trying to recover from a heavy bout of depression and a failed marriage, cope with their destiny in different ways. From the title? From the cover? That's not at all what the fuck I thought this movie was going to be about. <laughs> well, what did you think it was going to be about? Let's I thought it was going to be... Because... Because... Kirsten Dunst... Kristen? Kirsten? Kristen? Kirsten? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst. She is a fan of period piece films. Same thing with, like, uh, Kira Knightley. If they're not in a Pirates of the Caribbean or a Spider-Man movie, it probably takes place during the 19 or 1800s. So, it looked like she was in an 1800s dress. I was thinking it was going to be like some fucking midwife's depression as she sinks oh, into depression and like and you know, maybe something like that. I literally know nothing about this movie other than the mm -hmm. fact that Kirsten Dunst is in the water. With a flower and with flowers and dresses, and it looks fucking sweet, but mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, that's all I know about it. Oh, I guess she's in a wedding dress. I didn't really. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I was trying to stay completely <laughs> clear from this movie until I saw it. So I'm. Uh, needless to say, I was wrong. Just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I was off by a hair. <laughs> 
Off by a hair, maybe two. Maybe, maybe so, three. Th- maybe three, <laughs> possibly even four. Who knows? <laughs> we're getting, we're getting somewhere. Uh, almost a whole head of hair. Having said that, yeah. Victor, this was your first time seeing the movie. This was my third time seeing the movie. Oh, third time. Your okay. initial thought. I love Von Trier movies. Your mm-hmm. first thought. So yeah, this is my first time seeing it. It's my second uh, Von Trier film. Um, I. It took me a while to really get into. I'd say mm-hmm. it was one of those films where, I knew what was going on, I understood, what was happening, um, but, nothing, for like, the first half of the film, like that first uh, chapter, like nothing really. Stood not really stood out to me, but like brought me in heavily. Like mm. I, I was enjoying the performances. I was intrigued by um, the two lead performances, their dynamic, their marriage, what kind of people they were. Slowly starting to understand what Kirsten Dunst's character is going through, because it's not evident at the very beginning. It kind of like starts to reveal itself throughout. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I was. I liked it. I was into it. Um, not the most exciting thing, but it does definitely pick up and get more interesting in that second half of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. But yeah. Not bad. I, I was a little conflicted on it, but I, I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. For uh, First thing we have to talk about is the opening. What did you think of those eight and a half minutes? In that opener pretty incredible i mean the staging and the direction of those moments are just like like paintings it reminded me of uh a few scenes in the house that jack built i, I don't know if that he mm-hmm. does things in other films that are i think he does probably those kind of like almost like staged um it's, it's a very specific feeling i can't really describe it it feels like a uh like a model, like a mock-up. It's really strange. Yeah. It looks very weird. But um, like the symbolism, the type of shots that were in it were just pretty stunning. Plus, of, of course, with like the the the, uh, the classical music, the very loud classical music. It like all together was a Whoa. was a big mood. Ooh, big yeah, mood. Yeah, it's a mood, big all right. Mood. I I can't yeah. get over that opener. It's I'm glued every time it's on. I'm just like. That's it. This is everything. Yeah, There's nothing else in the world when I'm watching this. It's stunning. I mean, the first shot with her opening her eyes, the birds falling down, the shot of, like, mm-hmm. uh, Kristen Dunn's character, Charlotte Gainsbourg, and the, the the kid in the middle with, like, the moon, the sun, and the and the <laughs> planet. It's just like, oh, dude, it's it's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's really something. It's a pretty one. Yeah. It, uh... The slow motion scenes were shot, I believe the camera's called something, a phantom something. I don't remember the exact name. A phantom? But it shot 1,000 frames. And apparently right. it was an absolute nightmare for the whole team. Which sucks. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I think about because just shooting 120 frames. Issue, and... Oh, yeah. They said the biggest issue with the camera was flickering. They're like, you oh, would yeah. think a high-budget camera like this would not have a problem. No. They're like, it's because well, it, it all depends bad. on the light bulbs, dude. And, you know, most light bulbs yep. are, are 
are the the film light bulbs are up to sixty, but they you know they don't go up to a thousand. That's insane. Yeah. So no. yeah, you know, yeah, it's crazy. And then the worst That's part crazy. is uh, this is my biggest critique with um, uh, all of Von Trier films. <clears throat> his uh, Dogma ninety five, his like very strict guidelines for like making a film for him. Uh, yeah. One of them is no cinematic or like thematic lighting, and that mm. is like a huge no no. Like I love dramatic, just dramatized lights, and they said that was mm-hmm. one of the biggest things. Like, one of the biggest issues to shoot around because every image is essentially flat to give it a not-cinematic look. Are you talking about the montage or just the film in general, the rest of the film? In general. Okay. So it's it's not... He's going for a non... So, like, one of his rules is no cinematic lighting at all? Like, no... It's all practical lighting? Is that what you're saying? It's, uh... It's staged, but it's lit in a way to look naturalistic so there's no okay, hard not, shadows okay, gotcha, everything gotcha, gotcha, is gotcha. very blended yes Understood. it's unfortunate because i Does really think follow- the movies could look a lot better if he did something more with his lighting but knowing it's artistic choice follow- I, get, I get it does he follow the dogma guidelines in all of his work um for the most part, yes. He gives and takes a couple rules here and there, but for the most part, he tries to right. follow um, his, like, the group that they are, like, we're deconstructing cinema to its basic performance, and they try to mm. stick to that. Okay. It's actually cool. There's a Harmony Korine film called Julian Donkey Boy, which follows Dogma 95, and he actually, like, oh, got cool. Treyer's, uh, like, permission to like bend a few rules and stuff like that so i was just curious like how often he like follows those guidelines or if that's like something prominent in all of his movies he's like but i need to cool. i need Super i need cool. to ask this guy or he's gonna fucking ring me out when he sees this movie <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's and it's also part of uh i believe this is the second one in his quote-unquote america trilogy because there's an unspoken trilogy where it begins with Antichrist, Melancholia, and then ends with the house that Jack built. And to hear Isn't the theories like a on the depression trilogy? trilogy is crazy. That's this is the depression trilogy. It's also okay. wait, yeah, there's two. I'm mixing them Nymphomaniac, up. Nymphomaniac, right? A depression one, and yes, Nymphomaniac I think is a part of that one. I think so. And then yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a bunch of other films, but sure. this movie, what? So you did not like so much the first act in the wedding sequence or the after party of the wedding. Yeah. So I guess I didn't like dislike it, but mm-hmm. um, it just didn't really like jump out to me. And like I said, I I I got where it was like what it was doing. Um, it was just like purely. Observing these characters in these in these moments, especially Kirsten Dunst's character, and while like mm-hmm. I was sympathetic towards her and like was really <laughs> like feeling for her in those moments, um, it you're just kind of watching a person try her very best to not break down uh, on a day that's supposed to be your happiest day, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's it's very sad. Um, 
and so like it's not supposed to be exciting it's not supposed to like just i guess maybe like drag you in um like on an emotional level sure i guess on like a cinematic level i'm just like yeah i get it it's good don't dislike mm-hmm. it but i i really like the opening i i definitely don't like it as much as the other half of the film but the fir- i love the color palette it's just gold for the whole like first third of the movie it's just this gold color palette and i love that um mm-hmm. i do mm-hmm. like i as sad and as like distraught as the characters are in the first bit i can't help but find myself laughing through the entire first bit because I get so stressed out like when she's taking a bath and there's just a room full of people waiting for her and she's just casually taking a bath because she's so depressed I'm like dude there are so many people waiting for you it's so stressful for me to watch it drives me insane yeah there's quite a few moments where she just disappears and everyone's like where the hell is she (laughs) Yeah, Keith or Sutherland Watch her drive just, off like, in pissed the golf off cart. the entire time. <laughs> Dude, he makes me laugh so hard because he just, like, acts on his first thought. He's like, that's dumb, yeah. reacts. How many holes do we have? 18. You got that right? I'm like, dude, you're just kind a, of a just self-righteous freak. Yeah. The only person makes her worse feel bad, that, dude... Oh, dude, makes her feel bad for, like, we have a deal. What deal is that? You be happy, because I gave money. I'm like, dude, scumbag. But the only character worse than him is Kirsten Dunst's boss. Whoa. Oh, the boss. Whoa. What Yeah, I was going to say the boss and the mom are both pretty hard to watch. Yeah, with that boss, he's, like, trying to get her to basically work during her wedding Mm -hmm. and, like, employs the help of his, like, 19-year-old nephew to, like, not spy on her, but, like, kind of follow her around and, and, like, get her to basically come up with a tagline for this uh, photo that I don't know if she... uh, She's, like, a a creative director or something for for this company, and... They're trying to get like a yeah. slogan or a tagline for this this uh, ad or or whatever, and just mm-hmm. God, it's stressful. Uh, yeah, there's some yeah, there's some pretty uh, I, nasty characters in here. They're bad. I think uh, one of the things I like the most about Von Trier's films is it's not so much like traditional characters; it's more like representations of emotion. Like you have depression. And her sister is anxiety. And they just have all these, like, emotional states that are really fun for me to, like, watch. It's... I always think that's interesting. And I do think the rest of the movie is much more interesting, though. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, it's it's a weird blend of sci-fi and and drama. And, like... Mm -hmm. Like Chase was saying, like he didn't expect there to be a planet <laughs> hurling towards Earth. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, you don't really. Um, and like, it doesn't even become. It's not even that prominent of a uh, a topic until like the last half of the film. Mm-hmm. They like mm-hmm. they point it out in, in like scenes early on, like, oh, there's a red star in the sky. Like, what is that? I don't recognize that one. But yeah, it's not until <laughs> the last half. You're like, oh, this is kind of sci-fi. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. There's a large planet that could yeah, be hitting Earth. That star is a lot bigger than it was last night, right? Dude. <laughs> yeah. Basically. The yeah. anxiety when they play with that exact topic is so stressful for me. Like, I remember it's a couple years ago when they're like, oh, yeah, this, like, asteroid's going to, like, swing by Earth real quick. And I was like, uh-oh. No, oh. don't. <laughs> yeah. And just watching that play out the way it did is so stressful for me. The is it called Chapter Two, Claire? I think so. But that is mm-hmm. so good. Once it gets to the house, oh, oh, I'm so invested at that point. I love everything from the house. All right, Chase, are you gonna be upset if we spoil things or? Uh, no, no, no. I should. Okay. Are you uh, sure? Is is it one thing that I is should I really not like? Should I not? Should I not know, Ryan? I mean, what do you think? The movie, the movie opens with its ending. Okay. Basically. Okay. And Von Trier. Yeah. Like, Von Trier is like a troll in a sense, because in an interview he's like, even if you know the end of the movie, you're still gonna watch it. And I'm like, that's yeah. such a. I just I don't want to piss off. I don't want to piss off our audience. That are that are like, how can you? Mm-hmm. I don't want people to be like, how can you? You sit there and listen to them, not not knowing, and they have no idea that I've faked my way through three of these movies already, and they will never <laughs> know which ones. I know one. <laughs> they will never know which ones, and that's that's the I'm I'm playing I'm playing with fate here because now they're gonna go back and be like, wait, what the fuck? What was the which wait, one? Was three it? total. I think I think two. I think two. Okay. There's two definitely. One of them I don't think you guys know. One of them I. What is the one that? What is the one that I faked my way through with you? I don't remember. I know it's it uh, totally fucked up. Totally okay. Knew. Totally fucked up. I definitely did not watch. I watched like the first like thirty minutes of it, and then I was like, "No, nah, I can't do this." <laughs> I don't remember what the other That's one too- was. I have uh, skipped through uh, one movie. I mean, I did watch it. But was like, it Nikki? I was like, <laughs> just no, <laughs> no, it actually wasn't. It was, uh, but I just like fat, like was like, I was on uh, Amazon and I'm just like clicking timeline points. I'm like here, here, here. Yeah. I get it. I was just like this. One. I'll have to. I'll Which have movie? to. Uh, Which one I don't was remember it? the name of it. But oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay, gotcha. I don't remember. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. I'll have to look back and see which one because I know it's been more than one. And the first one of them you didn't know, and I don't think you guys know still. So, <laughs> but very funny. I'm because I don't oh. want to. I don't want to be a buzzkill and be like, yeah, I didn't watch this movie, guys. Count me out. So I'll just, you know, I was going to do that this week, but you're like, no, nah, I'll just sit and talk through the first one. I'm like, okay, cool, sounds good. I did watch. <laughs> I did happen to watch The Witch. I did watch. The good. Witch. Okay, so, at least we'll you see. watched one. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I will. I'll be like, yeah, you might just be uh, uh, this right uh, now. Uh, the donkey does the. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, as long as the audience doesn't get fucking, they, I, I get DMs of them telling me that I should die. Then yeah, whatever. I'm cool with it. Just spoil that it. Probably for me. won't happen. There's just a few yeah. points that I would probably say don't listen to, but that's later. But we'll get to that. Okay. And okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, spoil the ending. Did the planet does the, does the planet collide? I don't even, 
I don't even know if I want to say that because. <laughs> <laughs> Did they blow up the planet? It's, it's, is it a dream? I don't even know if I want to. If it's a. What, if, I can't remember the name of that one. That is I, I want you to experience it. Like, I want you to experience it how I did. Uh-huh. I almost don't want to even, like, have is you there, hear it. Can I, like, ending. Google it? Can I look it up real quick? And, like, look up ending? Would it be as impactful? I'm essentially doing the same impactful. thing. Impactful. Yeah. Because impa- <laughs> the Earth gets destroyed. That's a fucking good one, Victor. You sly dog, you. Um. um. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Yeah, just just go ahead. Just just go ahead. We'll, we'll, keep, the, we'll keep the ball rolling. Well, yeah, let's we'll just keep, keep it rolling. I don't know even know where we left off, Ryan. Too. I think you were on <laughs> so, something. I will tell you, the most sci-fi line in any movie I've ever heard in my life is in this one. When okay, she's standing by her horse, she looks at the sky, and she's like... She says something along the lines of, The Red Star has left Scorpio. I was like, what are we watching, Star Trek? That's insane. What kind of a line is that? <laughs> the Red Star yeah. has left Scorpio. Right, and you're saying, like, everything um, at that house. And actually, funny thing, I don't know if I was just, I don't know what, but, like, I didn't pick up, like, until ten minutes into that that segment that I, uh, that this was jumping ahead. Because I was like, mm-hmm. is this before the wedding? It took me a second to, like, figure out <laughs> where, where this was taking place. Because uh-huh. like, she has no wedding ring. I don't understand what was going on. Because they don't really make it specific. Like, they don't really, uh tell you that they didn't work out no right yeah yeah the only so. uh, explanation is that he leaves and the fact he leaves the after parting from his wedding without his wife is like that didn't work that guy was so clueless yeah. by the way I felt so bad when he's s- just like she just left his picture of apples on the couch. I'm like, dude, Aw. I know. <laughs> that the whole scene where he's like showing them the plot of land that he bought, and like, you know, when you're feeling down, you can go underneath the apple tree, and it's just like so sweet. But like, what was weird? What was weird was like, I don't know. Their relationship seemed kind of like, like he seemed kind of clueless to like her depression and what Completely. she was going through. Like, were they? Did they mention how long they were together for? Or dude, see that—that's what this movie does. It really makes me want to know what happened before this movie. Like, how did they meet? What was their relationship like? Because he's brain dead when it comes to like her depression. He's like, oh, you're right. bummed out, man. Listen, these apple trees—you sit under one <laughs> of those, you're gonna be smiling ear to ear again. It's like, it's not how it works, dude. Yeah, it's weird, because, like, usually I don't really care about fictionist characters' backstories, really, but, like, mm-hmm. in this movie, I'm kind of like, you know, it would be cool to kind of know more about <laughs> them. Like, I don't have to read, like, look at some, like, uh, you know, lore books from, you know, like, Destiny style or anything, <laughs> but I'd like to, like, see, I don't know, get a bit more insight. Yeah, you'll have to find some of the items from the movie and read the item descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know the lore, then you gotta pick up those damn journal log entries. Sorry. Going off on a tangent, when are video games gonna evolve from that? Like, when are we gonna find a better way to tell stories than here's a piece of paper with what happened on it? That's another. When are we gonna get good now. video games again? Dude, but Dude, dude. I've been hey, playing Katamari. Uh, Katamari's fucking cool. 
Oh, nice. That's a good one. That. That's a real good one. Mario's one. The music in that is stunning. Oh, so good. It's such a fucking Japanese game. God damn. Yeah, family watching the space launch is insane. <laughs> I oh man, that's fun. I love it. I I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's super fun. Is but yeah, no, I have no. I've talked. When are we gonna get good games again? Am I right or am I right? Jesus, I'll tell you this: uh, the Switch is getting not a reboot or a remaster, but just an up-res of Republic Commando, and everyone, yeah. every console is getting a complete reboot of Diablo 2 which is the good one so like oh, yeah. there's some stuff coming out there's some good stuff coming out yeah but stuff. it's also old stuff yeah I want something new that's true but it is cool new, nonetheless I, I want something new. I just don't even think I care anymore I just want a game to play like, I'm still on dude I'm I'm still on that um, I mean that seems like it has a lot of repay- replayability I'm just still salty over cyberpunk I'm just like fucking <laughs> I Don't even get me it. started. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. It really wasn't that bad, is the thing. It was just short. It was really short. And the thing that I'm upset about is that there's no customization at all. The only customization True. you can do is is your cybernetic implants, which, to be fair, there's a lot. But there's you can't change... Once you have your characters, like, look, that's it. You can't change anything about them. I was thinking, like, oh, you can, like... Would have been sweet was you do Grand Theft Auto oh. San Andreas style, where you work out, you got to eat right, or you got to do all that shit, or you're gonna be you're gonna be husky, or you're gonna be slower yeah. because you're you're not as worked out, or you're gonna be you know, or you're gonna be slower because you're big, and you know mm-hmm. that would have been sweet, and that was something that was implemented in two thousand like three, in a PlayStation it does two seem kind game. Of bare bones in spots like that, dude, and they like, delayed they delayed it the the one point two update again. Because of a cyber attack. Like, shut oh, yeah. up, dude. Just Maybe admit your guys are going... S- I'm saying, just admit you're going... Your your game is not how you wanted it to be. And shut up about it and just put the game out. You know? Yeah, I heard, I heard the latest patch they did actually made the console performance worse on last it gen. Well, it's like, you guys, need to, you guys need to just need to scrap it. Exactly. And, like... Just... just just no. The thing is, they shouldn't have put it out on on last gen consoles. That's just straight up what it should have been. And some people yeah. are having good because Ryan. It sounds like you haven't had that much problems with it. That or Not much. At least, I'm on a one X. Yeah. Like okay. Mid-gen. Yeah. So yeah, you're mid gen. But like someone like a base like I have just a base PS4. My, that would blow my fucking PlayStation. <laughs> Luckily, I have a pretty I have a pretty beefy computer. That runs it fine, but I'm still running at 40 frames per second on mediums on medium settings. Like yeah, that's see, I can't handle like like dips in 30, like dips like dipping below 30. Like I just like I have such a problem with janky frame rate where I'm like I don't even want to play it yeah. if it can't even like stay steady. Yeah. And that's like all of Cyberpunk is like dropping past below 30, and I just Cyberpunk's goofy as F. fuck, dude. It's goofy yeah, as it's fuck. It's a goofy game. I want I want a I've been playing Elite Dangerous on my on my VR. I've got I've got this thing here. I've got this Ooh, this thing oh, this yeah. thing here. Yeah, on VR. Oh, and so man, I'm just I'm just flying around in a spaceship with VR and just blowing up like bounty hunters and shit. It's getting repetitive, That's but dope. it's in VR and so it's it's like this is so fun. 
I got it. Gotcha. It's so yeah. fun, but yeah. it's just I want I want something. I want I'm I'm with you. I want something to play. I just want to enjoy something actually, like sit down and 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 have it keep my attention. I got Fable, the Fable anniversary. Oh hell yeah! Fable's fun. I'm bored with it now. It's a, it's a dated game. That's for sure. I'm just wondering if if my time for video games is done. Like I'm wondering if I'm just I'm just no longer a video game guy. And it's sad. I've wondered that. I too. think it has to do with like enjoyment in general. Because like yeah. I fell out of video games for a long time, and then I. My something shifted with my mood, and then I got really back into it. And I'm like, dude, these are fun again. I think it's yeah. just like an overall enjoyment or content level. I don't know. Yeah, man. I think it helps to go back to like older titles that you used to enjoy. Like I remember not playing like any recent games for a while, and just playing like Dirt Three and Rainbow Six dude. Vegas, and just like doing those like random terrorist hunter scenarios, mm-hmm. and just trying to beat my best times on tracks, and just like having like a, a genuine good time but like trying to search for a new game or like it's hard, man. stay up to date it's like it's hard to it's hard to like actually find something genuinely enjoyable yeah mm-hmm. um, I want that to... one game that go ahead um, what was that one I think you have a chase it's uh, like Valheim or something yeah, Valheim's, oh, Valheim's fun but it's, it's is it, is it... it doesn't ha- it doesn't grasp me man it's not holding my attention it's like yeah. because it's one of those games where it doesn't tell you at all what to do, which is great. It's kind of like how Breath of the Wild was like, alright, here's the entire game. You can do whatever you want to right now. We recommend that you go talk to this old man on the right down the hill so that you can unlock the territories that will make it easier for you to continue the game. And they kind of do that. They got this little mm-hmm. fucking crow that like pops up and annoys you all the time until you like click on it and have it talk to you. But other than that, it's like, here's the whole game. Here's the whole world. It's like, it's Age of Empires style where you don't see the map until you travel it, which is cool. I'm I'm all for that. Um, but it doesn't tell you how to do anything. It's like, okay, I want to get iron and, and shit, so I'm assuming I have to mine. But it's like, okay, well, I can't mine because I don't know how to make a pickaxe. And it's like, okay, I have to kill this boss before I make the pickaxe. But nowhere does it say... Like, you'll do the bo- the the first boss is pretty tough if you don't have, like, proper gear. And you don't have proper gear because you can't make the shit, because you can't level anything up. So it's it's really the first, like, three hours of the game is just cutting trees and killing oh, goblins. Okay. It's And yeah. so it's like, it, it, it took a lot for me. It's much easier to play if you have a friend who played it already. And that's how I'm doing I bet. it. And so it's more fun. Okay. That's a lot of games, though. A lot of a lot of multiplayer games is more fun when For you sure. have when you have a a friend who can walk you through how to do everything. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's for twenty bucks. Like fuck yeah, I would I, I would definitely recommend it. Okay. But uh, like Runescape. I'm gonna get it. At Runescape some point. came out on Steam. Old school, Runescape. old yeah, school never Runescape. On that one. You're gonna pass on old school Runescape. I downloaded it. Yeah, I never got into it, so I don't really have any attachment to it. I was an adventure quest kid. That was my that was my game. Mm, the good stuff. Adventure, adventure quest and Dragon Fable by Battle Battleon.net. Whew, that shit was fire. <laughs> you know what else is fire? Well, Melancholia. What was that? Was that a game? Huh? <laughs> 
Which one was... I don't know, actually. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Me neither. I haven't played that one. Uh, we should probably talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Melancholia. Um, when... I feel like... Uh, when the... Once the planet becomes, like, very relevant, and the kid makes that, like, shoulder-mounted rocket launcher, like, the little shoulder, like, measurement system, that, I think, is when the suspense starts building in the movie. Because you're like, wait, is this planet actually a threat or not? Like, how close is it going to get? Yeah. It's, I gotta tell you, like, big chunk of the movie, I was like... Ooh, the tension is executed so well. And even with, like, Lars's, like, kind of, like, jarring editing style and uh, Mm -hmm. cinematography, it's still managed to, like, damn it. Like, I'm getting, like, the anticipation of, like, what's to come is, like, I'm feeling it. And that's that's all I can ever ask for when you're trying to build tension. I just want to feel that. Mm -hmm. Like, I I want to feel this feeling fictionous event <laughs> yeah and i it's did it's really yeah. palpable too like i'm when did it build like when did it start building you're like oh no i feel this one <laughs> um did i have it written down oh uh i think maybe when it started is when uh claire's like i'm having a hard time breathing and the husband's just like, yeah, oh. it's just taking away some Earth atmosphere. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. It pulls the power and, um, from places because it's too close. Stuff starts changing just a little bit. It's like, ooh, that's too close. I hate that. I start to get like, yeah, you start to like imagine what that must feel like, that shortness of breath that you can't control. I'm just like. It's called asthma, kid. Anxiety. It's called asthma. <laughs> I understand it completely. Man, you'll feel uh, this movie then. You'll get it. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. You'll be like, yeah. Good. Shit feels weird. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. And, and then I think it's after that scene where, like, some you're like, okay, well, damn. <laughs> Guess that's how it's yeah. gonna go. He's like, and the dude's like at his telescope jotting stuff down she's like would you like some tea he's like oh no no he's just taking yeah, notes from that very point you're like shit anxiously and you're like wait is it getting too close because it's like i thought it wasn't <laughs> and then it just starts building again and it's like wait no yeah. i just got calm what are you doing when uh and when um, they see that the planet is like going away a little bit and claire mm-hmm. starts like crying slash laughing i'm like doing the same yeah. i'm like that's so relieving to see it's so nice for sure oh we forgot to mention the flyby scene gorgeous like i wasn't expecting the cg in this film to be good but like i wasn't oh, expecting yeah. any cg at all but oh, like yeah. that shots of the planet coming by gorgeous like absolutely <laughs> astounding also interesting is as uh, uh, what, what the hell's Kristen Dunst's character's name? Mary Jane. Dude, I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> Kristen's character at this point in the film, she's like Justine. 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 
at this point in the film, she's she is dealing with some crippling depression, and it is it's like detrimental. And I know nothing of that, what it's like to feel that, or or what even the signs look like or the symptoms. But it's coming out in ways where there is no sense of hope. It's very um, pessimistic her outlook on things at this point in the film. And she's very detached there. I think there's a line in the film where Claire and Justine are talking about like, uh, Justine's saying that she knows what's going to happen. She's aware of things that no, no one else knows about. And basically she's going on about how, you know, there's no reason to mourn for the earth. Like the earth is evil people are evil like and it's a really like i don't know it's weird because you it's not like she's unlikable but it's hard to like i i guess for me because i'm i try to be a very hopeful person and like and like i i can i i want i know i i guess yeah i'm a hopeful person and so to like try to like deal with that that kind of character and and have to like follow her for the rest of the film it's hard because you're just like fuck she's kind of right <laughs> earth is yeah. kind of bad no why should we mourn such a corrupt and 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 yeah it's it's hard to see where that character is in that last half of the film um it's tough i I have been, like, real depressed, like, clinically depressed, and it's tough for me to watch that, like, when she's, like, she can't get onto the horse to ride it, and her sister's yelling at her, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I hate watching that, because it's like, I totally get basic function is out the door at this point, and I get the sister being angry because she can't perform, like, a basic action. I get both sides of the argument, and I I hate seeing that, because she's like, there's nothing I can do but get yelled at. It sucks watching that. Right. Yeah, and especially, I mean, it happens so the entire film to her. She's yelled at or people are getting frustrated with her, but she's kind of like, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you expect? Like, it's and she just, oh, she kind of one of the bits. It's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one of the bits you're talking about with that drives me, I just, I can't stand it. Um, uh, not uh, Claire, she says to Justine that you're lying to us by smiling because we know you're not happy. And I'm like, what do you want her to do? Mm-hmm. That's so <laughs> exactly. I can't stand For that sure. line. Last last act, last part of this movie, like I don't know if we really need to spoil it, but it's uh, no, all all we can say. It's very suspenseful, and everything that happened in the last act of the movie was consulted with a scientist to see what would actually happen if a planet came close to our planet. So everything mm-hmm. is like factually accurate, which is crazy. Are people getting like That's ripped apart and shit? No, <laughs> because like you'd think Just you'd think you know two gravi- two gravitational poles is like it's essentially a black hole. Is that you know it's black hole is essentially stretching. I think I'm probably wrong. There's gonna be a scientist in the video that's like, um, actually, you fucking idiot. There's <laughs> gonna be a scientist. It's more so like messing with like the atmosphere and like Earth's gravity and and like electronics and oh. stuff like that. So like, is Earth's gravity and stronger or is it too. or is it lighter? 
that would make sense. I'm, it would, I'm sure the... It would be stronger, I think. I'm sure the uh, the the shores and stuff like that the is, are going fucking bonkers. I mean, people oh, yeah, have a hard time walking. Would. And, uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What I was curious about is that it seems... What I think is very cool, like, thematically, is that it seems with Justine's depression, it's at this point in the film... Because melancholia is a lot closer, it seems like at this point, that's when her depression starts to like, that's when her like, that pessimism and narcissism kind of like becomes full form. Like she is finally like taken, it's almost like kind of taken over, maybe. I don't know, Mm -hmm. because like at the early part of the film, it's far away, but she's still feeling the effects. Is that something that you read? I don't know if I'm reading that wrong, but that's kind of my interpretation of it. Yes. And um, what uh, reading some stuff from Ron from from Von Schreer, I have like a little booklet thing in one of my criterions. Um, he writes all of his stuff based on his own life and his own emotional state. And melancholia is like literally melancholia as it gets closer to the planet. Her melancholia, it's like it's basic. Like if you look at it in a literal sense or a metaphorical sense melancholia is coming Mm -hmm. close to her and the closer it gets the more like in tune with her like depression and like nihilism gets and ultimately it's just like completely cohesive that makes sense yeah i also thought too like they mentioned that melancholia is hiding behind the sun as also symbolism as well like hiding like hiding behind that mask that that happy smile that glowing radiant smile coming to yep. reveal itself hey guys damn damn i'm actually yep. sad damn same yeah the last scene of the movie is beautiful when you look at it in a metaphorical sense because that is essentially what the goal was but the last bit with the planet in the background and seeing like i don't think this is a spoiler because they show this in the trailer and stuff but um near the end of the movie where they show uh, Claire and some of the family sitting with like the planet in the background up in the sky the it's just like melancholia is about to like just it's overpowering the family it's the full thing and it will destroy the family with its presence just based on how the depression is being handled and it's really interesting mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why I like Von Trier films so what I'm what I'm grabbing from this from just listening to you guys is that melancholia is the planet that it's is the actual planet right that's sneaking yeah. up yes. and but the planet is very uh, it's not a subtle um, subtle thing this this planet right. represents depression and the depression mm-hmm. of this character and by the time that the planet has fully gotten to our world essentially if we don't take care of our depression, and you know, go. And this is how I'm thinking of it. Without seeing the movie, we don't take care of our mm-hmm. depression. We don't find that happiness to, to, you know, get rid of of the planet. Then it's going to collide with us, and that melancholia is going to take over our life. Meaning that the depression is going to consume us to the point where we're no longer a person. We're just our depression. Is that kind of what I'm? What yeah. what is? What I'm getting yeah. at? That's how Bontrager uh, works. Yeah. He works with like metaphors and philosophy and art and i wish i knew what a lot there's this scene where 
uh, Justine is changing art books to different pieces of famous art. I wish I knew what they meant because all of them are a really supposedly a really well-known piece, and they all represent mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, pissed. Oh, I wish I knew what I'll, those were. I'll send you. But Ryan, I'll send you a discussion ooh, video that explains perfect. all of that, all of the art and Good. philosophy I would influences. Love that. Okay. Yes. But um, something cool. fun, Chase, to confirm what you're thinking. There's the husband to the sister character. Um, okay. He says that melancholy is just a flyby. He doesn't understand like the emotional state of the characters. Says, it's just a flyby. It just it's comes just and it passes. It's a, it's a like, it's a wave. Oh, depression. It's a phase. Yeah, you just, just sad feeling. for a little bit and then it yeah. goes away. It'll go away. It's just a lack of understanding. But he talks about it in like a sci-fi planetary term, which is really fascinating for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, something coming from. From speaking from experience with this depression, I have both. I have I I have been there with you, and I'm kind of and without without making it a big a big sob story here. I'm in I'm in one of those ruts at the moment, and I've been in one of those ruts since like December, and it it is it, it's very true that you lose basic functions like. I don't want to get up. I don't want to shower. I barely I barely want to yes. go to the bathroom. Like I get to the point where I'm in pain and I'm like I should probably go to the bathroom. Yes. You know, and it's and you're but at the same time I'm also understanding what the sister's husband is saying from what you're saying is that it goes by because I know that it'll go away for me because mm-hmm. it always does. But in the fact that it's not that it always does, it's that I'm figuring out a way of hiding it. And I'm figuring out a way of, mm. of making it making me not notice it. Which mm-hmm. isn't healthy at all. It's really fucking bad, actually. Because that way, right. when it does come about, it gets worse and worse and worse. And that's why I'm in such a bad spot, is that it's probably been something that's been fucking with me for the past, like, three years. And the fact that yeah. now, with COVID, and the fact that, you know, when when... I get really bad seasonal depression. And when I had seasonal depression, I was in Spokane last year, but COVID wasn't really a thing. You know, COVID got to Seattle in like February. I wasn't in Seattle. We didn't get, Spokane didn't get COVID until like March or April. So I wasn't feeling that. And then it was, then it was, it was spring and it was fun because I'm like, cool, I don't have to go to work and I get $600 a month, uh, $600 a week from the government and I just got to stay home. I don't have any parents or anything like that. I can buy whatever I want. This is fucking sweet. I love COVID, you know? And then I'm, now I'm here and I'm like, oh shit. I'm back home with all my friends. I now don't have a spot to to be... I have to sit and, and you know... I gotta, I gotta sit and, and not be able to see them and, and do all this. And and that's that, that... And then I can feel that planet creeping in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's and then it finally has has hit and I'm and I'm having to fight back and it's fucking it's that's that's crazy if that's how this guy was able to interpret essentially exactly what I am going through in my life right now is mm-hmm. pretty Dude. remarkable. So I'm definitely I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna give this a watch. You're gonna have to watch this one because Von Trier, I have never seen. A movie that so like accurately depicts anxiety grief depression or like any of those emotions i've never seen a movie that gets it that clearly and like there's a scene where justine tries to eat dinner and she's just like this just tastes like ashes 
and she just goes to bed yeah. and it's like yeah. god that's me it's so tough that's to me. see like what you've been through or are going through represented so clearly yeah it's it's it's, right. it's that sounds that sounds crazy i definitely i definitely want to give this a watch i wanted to watch it from the get go um i just <laughs> week's been crazy but i'm excited i'm excited yeah. to give it a watch i'm definitely excited to give it a watch it sounds it sounds yeah. it sounds remarkable it's fun I like his movies. How much did you oh, like this one, Fisher? It's a fun one. Watch. It's supposed to fun um, watch. <laughs> do you have any more topics, or do you want to give us some ratings? Um, I don't think I've got anything else. Yeah, no, I think like the ending itself kind of blew me away. Like I was, I'm glad in tears. It's 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 something else, and like I think I like this Ooh, more than yes. the house that Jack built. I think. Mm-hmm pretty sure yeah that's another one two hours like i like it but damn you kind of gotta watch these films a couple Mm -hmm. times i feel like um but yeah it's it's overall unlike anything i've seen and um that's good yeah ratings i guess yeah i don't don't know what do you want to get right and uh before i give my rating with the ending how impactful was it when it cuts to credits and it's just that? How Very that impactful. hit me. I was like so hard. <laughs> that happens. It's always like end credits for me in films. Like it's like maybe I'm like I'm very emotional through the ending, but it's that like cut to black where I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> like you finally get yep. to like, and then there's sit just like the slow and... fade in of the directed by, and you're like, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Every this time, dude. So <laughs> it's like the, the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm curious too, because uh, I don't know if this might spoil too much, but Trier calls this a, a happy ending, which I found to be kind of curious. And I don't know if I fully understand why he considers it a happy ending, but I don't know if you had any insight on that. I do, Maybe but I don't want to spoil that. I'm sorry. Sure. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, it's no okay. worries. Sorry. No worries. Um. Okay. Yeah. I guess Randy, you want to yeah. give it a rating? All right. Uh, Melancholia. It's not my favorite Von Trier film, but I think it's maybe as far as the ones I've seen, I think this is the most like visually appealing one to me. I just I really like. The slow-mo and just some of the shots are just gorgeous, and the environment is fantastic. Uh, the music is phenomenal. I love classical pieces in movies, and just the themes of the movie are great. The depth, I really like it. I'll go four. It's a conflicting one because, like I said, there's a lot of it I like, but a lot of it I could... It's it's not all, all too engaging to me on a cinematic level. Um, like, there's a lot mm-hmm. you can pull from it. There's, there's so much... Art, like uh, artistic influence, a lot of philosophical influence that you could go on for a long time discussing. And um, but the cool thing is, it's like you're you don't really need to be aware of all of that because it is not like like the metaphor for you know melancholia. It's very upfront about what it's about, and I think that's cool for an art house film especially from a director like this to 
be accessible, I guess. Like it's it's a, mm-hmm. it's a hard film to watch, but is strangely accessible. Maybe that's my own opinion. Um, it's definitely more mainstream for one of his movies. Like, there's nothing that's like blatantly abhorrent or shocking. Yeah. Um, like I think. I think four as well. It's one of those films where I was just like, after I was like, dude, this deserves a five, but I can personally give like a four, three and a half. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's strange. That's how Especially I Especially how emotional bit. I got at the end of the film. I was just like, God, it feels weird to give it a lower rating, but what can you do? Very glad he brought it on because I've been wanting to see it for a while. So tinks. Thanks. Good time then. Oh, I was having a ball. Oh, we do have another movie. Second movie, Chase. This is yes. your first time seeing The Witch. Yes, it was. I can't and believe it. And Victor, know. did you say you haven't seen this since theaters either, like I have, or did you say you did see it again? I don't think I've seen this since the theater because I saw it twice, two days in a row, and I think that was good enough for me for six years. <laughs> um, here, let me get... Uh, synopsis for you fellas here i'll read it in the language of the movie (laughs) so it is in 1630 new england panic and despair envelops a farmer his wife and their children when youngest son samuel suddenly vanishes the family blames thomason the oldest daughter who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance with suspicion and paranoia mounting, twin siblings Mercy and Jonas, or I love her name, Mercy, suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the ch- testing the clan's faith. I wasn't expecting clan. Loyalty and love to one another will be tested. That's the witch. Yep. It's like an That's hour and, uh, without credits, it's like an hour and 20-something minutes. Felt like three and a half years long. Uh, Chase, what did you think your first time seeing it? The very first thing that I noticed is right when, um, oh god, I think his name is Bill. Is that his name? The the dad? Is his name Bill? I Um, just backed out of Google. Let me go back. I don't know. William? Okay, Will. They say Will. Yeah. But as soon as I heard Will talking, I was like, okay, this guy's absolutely in Game of Thrones. Because he's got such a fucking distinguished, like, deep, deep voice. It's a good it's voice. It's a great voice, dude. Ugh. And honestly, his his character yeah, is, is... His character was my favorite character in this entire thing. He is the one that was going... Really? everyone... Yeah, yeah. He was going through the most... The most... Other than Thomason, of course. But he was going through the most emotional challenge. Because... Yeah. He he wants to believe Thomason oh. that Thomason's not a witch, but he also wants to believe his wife and not believe that his wife has gone crazy. And then <clears throat> at the point where Thomason runs out of the house because fucking uh, the mom who is also in Game of Thrones, um, oh. she uh, they he like tackles her and like you know they they kind of share this embrace for a little bit and he's like just promise me you're you're you know. He's, he's really wanting to believe that she's not a fucking witch. And then she's so mad that she he doesn't believe her that she's like, well, what if it was this? Maybe the kids are, maybe the twins are devils. Maybe the twins have been talking to the devil. The, the, um, 
uh, what's the fucking Black, Black Philip? Maybe Black Philip the goat. Uh, maybe that's the devil, and these two are able to talk to the devil. And um, yep, that's Black Philip. Yep. Um, and so he's like, "All right, fine." And he like picks her up, and he's like, "Fine, let's go. Let's go fucking ask him then." And then <laughs> they they start freaking out. They don't wake up or something like that. And he picks up. He. I'm getting, I'm getting way off topic. I'm sorry. I'll go. I'll go <laughs> back. Good. I'll go back. We'll get back to this later. Um, what? I'll go back to what I thought of the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I thought this was this was fucking crazy. I thought it was it was right up my alley. I'm a fan of creepy, spooky witches that make me go, you know, like not like something where I'm like this, but like. You know, and so, especially when she, she snatches the baby up and fucking churns it into butter and rubs it over her body. That shit was crazy. I know, you don't see that on the first sitting there rubbing it on, like, the broom. That is, with, like, the moonlight just beaming on her. Dude, it's perfect. The movie is gorgeous, first off. There's some great imagery, And. It's such a it's such a, mm-hmm. a beautiful film for it being so fucking demented, and the the ending of this movie yeah. reminds me a lot of Hereditary. Um, it also reminds me a lot of uh, oh interesting of Midsummer, and so I'm yes. sure that these that I'm sure that Egger and Aster are like fucking best friends. I can just I can just see that they're like yeah I want to be friends with that guy. I want to be you know so. <laughs> But no, I I thought this was I thought this was fantastic. It's such a it's such a creepy That's so cool to hear. Fucking weird yeah. movie. It's so strange. The dialogue I had to have subtitles on because I had no idea what the fuck they oh, were yeah. saying. But I was so I'm sure happy this was, to finally have subtitles on it. I was gonna say <laughs> I was sure say. I'm sure this was tough to watch in the theater because you're like, fuck. Like Oh yeah. I can I can Dude, do I'm literally in my seat like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's painful. It's painful. Like that was, and I'm, I'm assuming the same thing with uh, with the lighthouse as well. Um, oh, for sure. So, but I can, I can, uh, I can get through Shakespeare fine, but I can get through it better if I'm reading it. You know, so for, yeah, but yeah. yeah, this was this was crazy. Right off the bat, what did you guys think of? And before you get to your opinion, what did you guys think of the opening sequence? before establishing where they live now because studio told Eggers that the audience won't understand what's going on unless there's an explanation for that and everything previous like the shot of the farm that they live on everything previous that was demanded by studio and Eggers said that it was the right choice to add the intro it was funny he was super um opinionated and originally he's like no so he writes this huge incredibly expensive introduction and that's the one they used because they wanted one damn he's like well okay yeah i I thought it was fine i liked it i i mean i don't think i needed it Mm -hmm. i think i probably would have been able to figure it out from there but i liked it i i i think that because you get to a certain point in the film where they're talking about going back to the going back to the colony or going back um you know to the town and and everything like that they don't explain why. They never say why he's out, and I honestly don't think I picked up why. But uh, was he stealing? 
I had to do something with the church. Uh, maybe they w- didn't want. Oh, was it the, the fucking? Was it the baby in the town or something? Was the did the baby have something to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> I, dude, I I do not know. Do they say why? <laughs> they never. They I, never I, clarified I they at do, the end. They never tell them why. They're just like they here. won't let us back, or something like that. That's literally the first question. The witch movie. The first thing that pops up. Why were they banished? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, but uh, you guys can just keep on, keep on keeping on. What did you think of the period correct dialogue that was in the whole movie? <laughs> I I loved it. I'm gonna be honest. I loved it. I liked it. The fact that I had uh, it's fun, dude. It would have been upsetting if I was watching it in. I, I don't even know upsetting. It would be harder to follow if I wasn't watching it with subtitles in the theaters. But um, yes. I, I still think it would have been... I think that would have made it even crazier to watch. Is that I'm like, I personally don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm just watching this <laughs> this kid pretty much come to death. <laughs> like, he is he is is enjoying the, the word of God so much. And then he just Dude. fucking dies. Watch yeah. it. Okay, first of all, it's uh they were banished for religious differences with the father. That's what it was. But Okay. Okay. Seeing this movie with subtitles, that kid dying, Caleb dying was so intense for me to watch. Yeah, oh yeah. I absolutely. was like cuz I never terrifying. knew what he said yeah. until I saw it this time and I'm like, dude, whoa. It was it was crazy. I I thought I thought that uh, I liked the the reveal of the first witch or not the first. I think it's the same witch, right? I mean, no, it shows at the end that there's multiple, but I think we see the same witch throughout the movie. This one looks the same, though. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yes, that's what I. So, think. with the red cloak. Yeah, yeah, I like the reveal of her. No, no, no not that reveal. Not the not. Oh, the, the very, very first. first reveal where. It's literally just an old naked lady, like, and it's a fucking hard cut, too. A hard cut to that. You hear the sound, and then it's just, like, her backside, like, I was like, oh, my God. And then I saw the little, I saw the little chunks of meat and stuff, and I'm like, yo, she just squished this baby. I was like, I bet, it's and I said, I told, I told Josie when we were watching it, I'm like, I bet the next time we see her, she's going to be all hot and young. I was like, I'm, I bet, I fucking guarantee it. She's gonna, she's oh, rubbing funny. that, she's rubbing that baby yeah. blood and and guts all over her body to keep her young. That's, I'm guaranteeing you, that's what it was. It's not. I, for, I'm, I'm noticing that it was just, it just was a thing that she did because she's a witch. But, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the, uh, the, the shape shifting aspect of it was more of a way to lure the um, Caleb in, but. Do we know? Do you guys know why she lured Caleb in? Was there a reason? It was uh, mm. possession, correct? I think so. I believe it was because or bewitching. It's all based on like old stories. So it's the story of like the kid being lured into like for him it was temptation, which they build with Thomason, his sister, and so it was him just being lured to the woods for that. Um, he was being lured to the woods through his, like, sinful thoughts, and that gave him, like, the little apple that was in his stomach, which was, like, 
metaphor like uh symbolically he took the bite of the apple like the, uh, the that eve did committed yeah, the gotcha, sin gotcha. and all that understood he took the he took the forbidden mm. fruit what i i'm i'm i didn't look up anything else after i've watched this movie i watched it like two nights ago so there's still stuff that i know that you guys have probably looked up ryan you specifically i know how much you love this movie so um what what is the what is the significance to the rabbit is the rabbit the witch uh, that's the one i don't remember because that's what i'm is, picking she up. is using that to see them that's why yes. when um william tries to shoot it the gun backfires because it's protected by witchcraft and stuff oh okay that's cool yeah i also thought that that it had the same eyes i think i was picking up that it had the same eyes as black philip at least similar eyes. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. Oh, interesting. But I could be I could yeah. be wrong. Um, it looked like they had the similar eyes, meaning that, and Black Philip be ends up being the fucking devil. So, mm-hmm. which is which is cool because ten fucking Thomason calls it. She's like, nope. First off, he's the devil. Those two are its little <laughs> fucking spawns. And like, do you think that? Do you think that she knew the whole time? Thomas yeah. Dude. Mm, I don't know. It's hard. Like, it's tough. How does the kid just so. think... vanish? Exactly. Like, instantly, too. Right. Uh, that's such a good scene, too. I love oh, that scene. it's fantastic. And it's really early on, too. Yeah, like, 15 that's, minutes in, 10 minutes in. The thing I noticed in. this time was, like, the major stuff happens, like very early on movie i love that literally that the entire trailer like all the trailers that they played in the theaters was literally just that scene the baby would be gone or the or it would be her reaction and then it would be like the witch and i you're like Mm -hmm. and then you see black philip and you're like um what (laughs) like (laughs) it's so cool the imagery is great oh it's it's a this is such a creatively shot film, and the location is yeah. beautiful. I love the aspect ratio. Oh, it's so nice. It is, what was the aspect ratio on? It's a one nineteen to one. Okay. On other aspect ratios, we all gotta do day like day one. We gotta talk the new Justice League. I'm actually interested in a superhero <laughs> movie. It has to happen. I don't. I I. I don't think it's shot in 4x3. I think that was just the trailer. Dude, it's shot in a different aspect ratio. You think that's so? That's what they're saying. Okay, that's, that's that what I'm reading. Tight. It was originally shot to be in a different aspect ratio. I'm really curious. Cool. I'm 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 interested in it only a little bit. Like I don't I I I care, but like only the slightest bit. I'm really excited for Tom and Jerry. In a couple days, super pumped for that. Is that that gonna watch soon? It with my gra- yeah, I'm gonna watch it with my grandma <laughs> on Friday. Nice. It comes out on Friday. That'll yeah. be fun. My thing that's bothering me about this is that people are like, "This is gonna totally save the movie." Him doing it, it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> when has Zack Snyder made a good fucking movie? Never. Never. He's never. He's made. He's made decent movies. Sucker Punch is kind of Sucker cool. Punch is cool, but it's not good. I guess Watchmen, it is just cool, Watchmen it? is pretty good. Three hundred is pretty good. Guardians of Gahul. I mean, I'm interested no. in like the creative choices of this. Like the fact I'm, he's like, I agree. Because I mean, he's like, reshot so much of this. I'm like, dude, yeah. what? That's crazy. I'm, to me. 
the thing that I'm excited about is I'm excited about him being able to get his vision out there. I think that all directors should have full Same. control over their vision and the fact that studio meddling and all that shit comes in and essentially ruins movies and the studio doesn't get blamed for it. It's always the director. Like, look at uh, look at uh, Josh Trank or Tank or Trank or whatever. Whoever did the Fantastic Trank. Four movie. Like, other than the fact that he's a little asshole about it and he, you know, bitched and moaned about it is doesn't help. But um, he, you know... They, there was so much meddling, and the fact that he couldn't get along with Miles Teller, it, like, ruined that movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we never hear, like, like Sony was Sony was the reason that Spider-Man 3 was so bad. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Sam Raimi's fault. It was Sony and Avi Arad, who is the guy who pretty much owns all the marketing for Spider-Man. I'm a big fucking nerd oh. when it comes oh. to Spider-Man, dude. Essentially, he's like, I want, and same with Mark Webb. Mark Webb wanted to do a, wanted to do a, uh, a like a like a, a drama and like a like a teen love story with Spider with the Amazing Spider Man, but the studio was like, nope, can't have that. Throw like a guy with the last exactly. name Webb. Essentially, his but, last name is Webb, and he's working and on Spider Man movies. I'm saying, why? That's perfect. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you let him? His last name is Webb. He has to make Spider Man movies. Perfect opportunity. Exactly. But yeah, no, I. Oh, Justice man. League, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entirely like, this is going to be great, because Batman v Superman was bad, Man of Steel was bad, <laughs> Sucker Punch was bad. It was cool. I don't doubt it. I haven't seen any. So, I'm just interested. I'm interested. But I'm Victor, interested. You had a question. What was that? <laughs> oh, um, well, I was just curious. Since this is like, what your second, third time seeing the film, did you, mm-hmm. do you still enjoy it as much as that? original time you saw it or is it uh not as good as you remember you're not as pumped on it as you were in the beginning it is not as good as i remember it's really not the uh the scene where the woman's like visualizing that she's like found samuel again and it's just a crow pecking at her like I remember that so vividly, and I thought that scene was, like, where they're, like, trapped. Okay, we'll get to it. But the scene where the kids are trapped in that little box with the witch and Mm. the crow scene, I felt like that lasted forever, and there's all these insane, like, evil things in it. And then I watched it, and I'm like, it's, like, two shots, and it's over. (laughs) I was like, whoa, embellish a little bit. Have some, uh, do something with that. Give me some more razzle-dazzle, bro. I honestly didn't it didn't do a whole lot for me like and mm-hmm. like like for me there's not a lot to dissect and there's not like enough on screen for me to be like I don't know I just wasn't really feeling it like there's some, I love some of the imagery and uh, uh like yeah towards the end it gets pretty gnarly and um but honestly, like, the pacing of it, the way it just, like, cuts to black, like, 20 times throughout the film, I was just like, I'm not feeling that. It like, does. It feels very... It just kind of feels like... Uh, I mean, so he kind of does the same thing to Lighthouse. It just sort of feels like a time period fetish, in a way. Like, a stylistic fetish. I mean, it kind of is. Uh-huh. 
and like there there are some ideas I, I enjoy but like overall by the end I was like wow I feel sort of lukewarm on this I still enjoy it but like I was I was totally at the end of this I was totally just like whoo <laughs> like, yeah like, that's that's whew. sounds about right the the there was a My couple times like, you imagine like that if, I was blown away mm-hmm. I was like a couple times in the movie I was like can you imagine if it just ended like that or ended right here. Can you imagine if it just ended right here? And then... Because <laughs> all the times it dips to black, I'm like, wow, it just fucking ends? So... <laughs> but, um... So, what what was your guys' thoughts as the... Did you guys have, like, suspicions of who the witch might be? Did you ever think that, that Thomason actually was the witch? Like, or, or that the mom... I thought the mom was a witch for a while. And then it changed, and I was like, okay, there's no way... And I was like, Thomason can't be a witch, or or at least, you know, I can't I can't see that happening. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't remember what my original thoughts were when I first saw it because like of course now I, I know yeah. what happens, but um, there's just so much deceit happening and so much like intrigue. Yeah. You know that the the wood like that 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 uh that land there's there's a curse there's something mm-hmm. isn't right, so you can never really fully buy what people are saying or. You know, Thomason, like, there's a point where Thomason kind of goes a little bit too far into, like, scaring her yeah, sister. Yeah, <laughs> And you're like, huh, okay. She's starting um, to, like, fucking strangle so, her and shit. I was like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. Chill. Um, I don't know if there's something greater at play going on there with, like, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Black Phillip is definitely... Just the fact that it actually turns into Satan at the end is like, okay, Black Phillip is this. But then my question is, okay, so who are the pawns the whole time? Like, how does a baby just evaporate and he's gone? Like, I, she had to cover her eyes and then, like, some time passed that we don't know about and someone came and took the kid or she closed her eyes, got possessed, took the kid herself, came back. Did that's interesting come? I have no idea what's going on man that's a very interesting thought I never I didn't think of that at all that she was possessed and then and just we we see what what the witch wants us to see you know what I mean there was a uh, video essay I watched on this and someone pointed out that in terms of like period accurate there was a a fungus or something growing on their corn and it actually causes, like, hallucinations or something back in the day. Oh. So people are saying, like, maybe oh. some of them were even just crazy. And I'm like, how does that explain, like, are there actually witches? Was she actually yeah. talking to Satan, or is she just crazy? <laughs> like, She's just tripping balls, yeah. That seems like a... I don't, I don't think that's what happens. That seems like it would, it would mess so. up too much of the plot. But it's an interesting yeah. thing, though. I didn't even... Cool. I I uh, there's a lot what's your opinion? What's your opinion about Black Philip actually turning into a man, whether he's the devil or not? What is your opinion on it? Like just the the, uh, the execution behind the, it, or the fact the fact that he did actually turn into a man. I personally I like think it. it's kind of a dope idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my girlfriend hated it. She's like, "This is just too tryhard and edgy." <laughs> but personally, I was like. I don't know. It's cool. I like the way he's like this, just like devilish. Like you can tell it's very like, 
I don't know. It's got a very like old school style yeah. to the way he's like dressed and his voice was fantastic. Yeah, the way that they edited yeah. his voice was incredible. It gave me uh, Voldemort vibes in uh, mm. in the oh. end, on the in the end of Harry Potter where he's like talking to everyone inside everyone's brain. It kind of gave me that like long, really, really. There's no background noises. The S's linger and everything like that. Like. It was I, I I dug his voice a lot. I don't know if I'm a big fan of the fact that he turns into a person. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been. I personally think it would have been better if he just stayed a goat the whole time. And but mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious if that would make it more humorful than 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 uh, what it's supposed to be. This is this is this this is this girl's turning mm-hmm. point. She has yeah. her family, and that's what. That's why I'm saying it reminds me of uh, Midsummer. Is that this girl who came here and didn't want to be a part of this and doesn't want to believe that what's going on is going on, and yeah. now she's fully committed to to what's going on and she's happy about it. You know, she's happy to be free. That's her main thing. Is that she wanted to dude. do exactly? It's the same thing. It literally has the same ending. It's just different ways of doing it. The main character, who is a girl who is being oppressed in some sort of way, whether it be emotional or or physically, like how she's essentially the slave of the house. Her mom hates her, you know, because she mm-hmm. blames herself for the or she blames her for the fact that the baby's gone. Uh, and then now her siblings are. She took a joke too far, and because her siblings are so annoying. And, you know, she feels guilt that the baby's gone and everything like that. Everyone fucking dies. And she's like, in Midsummer, everyone dies. And now mm-hmm. she's like, fuck it. This is my new life now. I'm And I'm, and I'm extremely happy with that. Because when she gets lifted up mm-hmm. off the ground, seeing all the floating witches, she's having a blast. She starts, like, cackling and everything. Yeah. She's, she's, fully, she's fully committed at that point. And so, but the... The uh, the hereditary aspect of it is that I just it's weird. It's a weird ending with a bunch of naked women. So <laughs> yeah, I do uh, gotta say I was I was missing I was missing the <laughs> the fucking hereditary soundtrack, which yeah. is a fantastic <laughs> number, dude. Oh my god! For hereditary? For hereditary? Hereditary? Oh sure, terrifying, sure. dude. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. It is memorable, dude. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. I gotta say, the, the score here, I think, is quite good, too, even if it's pretty minimal. But, like, the strings mm-hmm. and, like, the... Uh, just the very period-accurate instruments, I, I really enjoy. And especially in that end scene. I love that end scene so much. My girlfriend still doesn't like it, but I was like, fine, I agree to disagree, but this is a dope-ass scene. Yeah, and she's like, you can't deny that Dude. floating naked women is cool. Uh, and she's like, alright, fine. It's just... <laughs> it's just such it's just such a shocking scene. It is. And I love the uh, the music. It's not really music, it's more like chanting. It's just so haunting. It is very um, haunting. Just like, yes. you just think about strolling into the dark forest and then coming across this campfire with these floating uh, people. It's a haunting it's a haunting image. <laughs> I'd run away. I'd run away. Oh yeah. Get my ass back home. I, I mean at that point they know you're there. Fuck it. You're, for sure. You're there's no you're gonna get home, they're gonna follow you, you're gonna be haunted for the rest of your life. You might as well just give in. So like 
at that point. You're like, I'm going to be a witch's slave, whatever. Oof. <laughs> Ryan, do you still, do you like the ending? Go and get churned into butter. Uh, I love the ending <laughs> so much. It's just so creepy. Seeing all these people just like mm-hmm. convulsing around a campfire, chanting, the music is haunting, and then they all start floating. That's just so visually appealing in like this very yeah. eerie way. It is, and then just like I love the way they shoot Thomas in two. It's like she all of a sudden just starts moving up. You see the oh, background yeah. like yeah. move. That's great. And it's exactly. just such a subtle way to shoot it, mm-hmm. but it's like this woman is floating. Yeah. And then there's that yep. shot where it's like a single witch, like up in like up above the trees, like very far back shot. I don't know what it is about that particular mm-hmm. shot that just like gets me. I don't know what it is. It's just seeing this normal sized human way up at the tree line. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's so um, simple. It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. I got to say like for a debut feature, like even if not everything works for me and like, uh, but oh. it's just, some of those creative choices. It's fantastic for a debut future feature, dude. Pretty fantastic, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see where his apparently his thing is period pieces because his next movie takes place in the 1800s. I'm pretty sure. I was looking. Yeah. I was looking. Vikings. Yep. Vikings in the 1800. I think it's Vikings, isn't it? Uh, it's Vikings. Maybe not. Maybe I was getting. I, it might be the, the date might be wrong too. Either way, it'll be in a film that you need. I just know it's old Vikings. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. All of his movies from I now on, you're just like, all right, you go to the theater and you're like, can I get, can I get one of those things? <laughs> get one of those devices. <laughs> <laughs> I need a device. I just can't wait. He's been talking about it for years. Eggers wants to do his own version of Nosferatu, and that like, that would be dope. If I could see his vision of it, that's all I need. That is it. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. I, I got him mixed up with David Lowry. I thought he was. The, they look similar. Uh, do they look like physically look similar? Pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they both got cheeky little mustaches. Cheeky little mustaches. Um, but I thought he was. Uh, I'm I'm excited for David Lowry's The Green Knight. That was supposed to yes. come out in like April of 2020, and I was pumped for it. But um, right. it's coming out in July, and I'm really excited. Oh, officially? for that. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for, I'm excited for uh, for a twenty four to be making a movie about knights and shit. Cool, sign me up, dude. That's that is right up my alley. An indie film about knights, like that's so hard. Like mythical creatures. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like, re- like deep, but shot like deep. an art house film. Exactly. Oh my god, I'm excited for it. I'm so pumped. Yeah, that'll be that'll yeah, be definitely that'll be cool. one. That I want to check out in a in a small theater. Well, do you guys have any other thoughts about the film? I I don't really know what to say, um, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know either. I like that the color palette is almost exclusively gray, despite being in color. I think that's a yeah. cool look. Super muted. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, uh, Ryan, you that, wanted to talk really. about the you wanted to talk about the kids in the in locked in the shed. That scene is so scary. <laughs> it's really fucking scary. Yeah, she thuds onto the roof and then like breaks her way into this little shack, and then the kids just like approach this woman drinking milk like blood she, milk from a she's goat. She's slurping that shit, dude. 
She's going yeah, to town. Yeah, that's literally what it says in the subtitles. It says slurping. Yeah, slurping. <laughs> <laughs> slurping. That is so spooky. She was going to town. Dude. One of my favorite scenes. I lo- yeah, I like that they're... The brother and sister, I think that they're... Um, they... I think they, they have to be... They gotta know about about the devil and, and the witch somehow. Um, and I think that they were supposed... I. My guess is that if they were communicating with Black Phillip, that Black Phillip was telling them that Thomason was a witch. And I'm thinking that he did that on purpose so that Thomason would react in a way that would get him to this point so that he has another witch in his arsenal, essentially. You know what I mean? Because oh. if you've no if you notice them, yeah. everything that they do, they do at the same time. So their breathing when, when the witch is there is they escalate and and get to the same point of like hyperventilating at the exact same rate. So everything is being done, it's almost like it's controlled. Or or one person is thinking for both of them. So they both start convulsing. Oh, that's they both start saying the same things. They both start breathing heavy and then the witch is there. And now the witch like we also don't see what happens to the kids. We never see what happens to them. I'm assuming they get turned into some sort of butter. But um <laughs> You know, because all we see Turn is the dead goat. Babies. Right. We don't we don't see what happens to them. We see Thomason fine, not even scratched, and the goat the the dead goats. So that's what my guess is is that Black Phillip actually was communicating with the twins and and somehow convinced them that Thomason was the was a witch so that they would be convincing to believe it. Other than the fact that you know, she got scared, or they scared, or she scared them into thinking so. I think, I think Black Phillip, who was already communicating with them, has now reassured them, like, oh yeah, no, your sister's a witch, I know. Because I'm the, I can communicate with them, with her. You know, something like that. That's, that's what I was thinking. Which makes it way, which makes it super interesting. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's goofy. And it's goofy. What did you want to say about the twins at the start of talking about the movie? You commented on something that I did want to bring up. It's just when the dad oh. picks up the son when he's like asleep and he just like <laughs> yeah, holds him in the air. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was cracking up. Just like it's nothing. So just funny. Yeah, the kid's like Yeah, nothing. <laughs> just <laughs> I do. I do. Got to say that. Other than I, I love the father because, like I said, the the father is going through the most emotional trauma than anyone else. Other than maybe the mother and Thomason, the mother at this point has her emotions uh-huh. stay pretty much the same. They just amplify. But but the yeah. father's emotions they're changing. He is really wanting them to have a better life here, and he really believes that you know he wants to provide for his family. He wants to do all this and that. And he really wants he really wants that, but he can't endanger the family and he you know, with with Thomason being a witch, he loves his daughter, obviously, but he wants to make sure um that, you know, that she's not a witch. So he's like, I, I can't I can't do this and he's like, Fuck it, I bet both of them off all of them are bad, Caleb's dead, fuck it, let's put them all in there. And uh Ooh, that shot of the mom laying on in the grave with Caleb. Ooh. So good. 
Such a good shot, dude. I thought that he was about to fucking start shoveling on top of her. (laughs) Made it easy. Yeah. Or when uh, after the the scene, I thought I thought the crow was like a hallucination, but apparently that shit actually happened. So I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, and um, because she wakes up and she's got the blood, and and uh, and uh, that scene where she's like following Will with her eyes, like watching all this happen, and she like he's she's asleep, and then as soon as he starts to get up, her eyes like. Are open, emotionless, and she just stares at him as he walks outside. That's crazy. How did she? Freaky. How does she die? Does she die? Oh, she gets, Thomason. Uh, uh, oh, that's smashed. right. She gets smacked with the shovel. Yeah, because fucking uh, because the dad is dead, right? No. Right, and then well, yeah. Thomason is being attacked by her. Yeah. So she picks up that like cleaver, whatever, and just. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, I saw your whorish looks to your brother. She's like, yo, what? Yeah. (laughs) My my what? Mother, I promise. My what? Clean my ears out for a second, what'd you say? Did you say whorish? Huh? Whorish. So. Okay. This what will evolve very quickly. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you, What are your guys' ratings? Let's go into ratings. Chase you first. Ah oh, man, this is tough. So, I I I want to give it a like you were saying about melancholia. I want to give it like I feel disrespectful if I do anything below like a four. So I got to give it a four. The fact that this movie was so fucking creepy it's well it's executed perfectly for a first feature this is insanely good and the the period accurate dialogue fantastic it's well done by the actors um the movie is gorgeous the score is cool the special effects and the the blood and everything look great um yeah, I just I, I don't feel right giving it anything below a four. I just I feel like that would be disrespectful to to my main man eggs. I I feel very similarly. I wanna give it a four, but uh it's so like for me the pacing of the writing is so slow. It's just tough to sit through some scenes without like it was a struggle to not grab my phone or like look at something else during some of this for me. And uh, I think three and a half for me. I really love it though. I don't feel like it's a three and a half, but I feel like I have to give it a three and a half. I don't know. Can't give it higher. I don't think. Um, I think I have to, I got, I think I have to go three and a half as well, which is weird because this was like such a, like I remember just being pulled, like just blown away the first time I saw it. And Same. now feeling kind of like I never need to see this again. Like wow. I really don't want to sit through a lot of these scenes again. I found the dialogue to be annoying. I could care less. Like there's that scene where like the mother and uh, dad are like talking in their bedroom. I'm like, I don't care. This is this. Is just, I just I don't I don't like listening to this dialogue. It's a little bit frustrating. It's written like a like a Shakespeare play, and it's just not engaging <laughs> but i can't deny the imagery and uh the spooks and the atmosphere are are fantastic and wonderfully done 
it's just one that I don't want to watch again. And it's weird. It's a bummer. I named it one of my favorites of the decade, but I could... I mean, maybe I could keep, I could still maybe keep that status. It's got... It has a uh, significant place in our house horror. But... Three and a half... I gotta, yeah. I, I gotta yeah. say, I'm a fan of movies that are able to, to do scary and spooky without jump scares. Because jump scares it's is such nice. an easy... It's such an easy... It's a fucking cop-out. It's such an yeah. easy way it to scare someone. Has been like, oh! Like, oh, okay, loud noise, unexpected, like, okay, whatever. But if you can, like, creep me out, but, like, something that really freaks me out is when we're focusing on something in the foreground and something in the background is happening. You know, like, you're walking down a hallway, you know, and then you see slowly someone, like, walk down, or someone approaching. Like, that, that shit's, that shit's scary, dude. That shit's scary, because that's what we all feel when we walk down dark-ass hallways. We're like, wow, someone's gonna run up behind me. Not someone's (laughs) gonna go, boo, in front of me, because I can see in front of me, you know? So, but I love the fact that the, the only, like, relative jump scares that's in this is when the the witch laughs and it's not even like a jump scare that's like with like a really jarring sound effect it's literally just her laughing and her Mm -hmm. face Mm -hmm. very last thing on it did you guys catch how much of the shining is in this movie whoa the witch scene with uh with caleb that's very room 237 oh true Mm. that Mm -hmm. one because uh eggers said that the Shining was a huge inspiration on the witch's script. And knowing that and watching it, I was like, whoa, so much of this is like influenced by the, by the mm-hmm. Shining in like so many ways in terms of how stuff plays out or atmosphere of something. Yeah. That's cool. I never, I, I didn't pick any of that up, but now that you're talking about it, I definitely can I see didn't some, my first time either. Some, some similarities like the dad's descent into madness. I guess technically it's more of a, uh, it's more of the mom at this point, mm-hmm. you know, and like the family being that isolated makes... somewhere. It's yeah, it's craziness. Fellas, does that wrap up the the witch, the babitch? I think that wraps up the babitch. It do. All right, um, I think we have a couple questions. Let me search for those. Sweet, sweet, sweet. The the Halo series moved to is moving to oh, Paramount yeah. Plus. Paramount, and it's and it's Crazy. coming out Paramount Plus. It, it's. Paramount Plus, yeah. It's coming out in 2022, first quarter. It's pretty cool. Or it's what estimated is... to. It's going to get delayed like infinite. <laughs> Do we know who's like the creator of the series? or? I think Spielberg's doing something with it, right? Wasn't that, I, that like just fucking... years ago that was what the word was? That probably yeah. was, yeah. I want it to be a commentary on humanity, man. Which is what the Halo series is, pretty much. It's about mortality and religion. So, I hope it's not just, we got big guns, we kill alien. You know, that would be, I would be so, I'd be like, wow, this is shit. This is, it's just a... It's just going to be military jargon. That's what what I'm thinking it's going to be, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be Jarhead in space. But Jarhead's good. Dude, absolutely. And they're gonna go about. They're gonna go all about fan service and military jargon, and it's gonna be a little bit disappointing. I'll take that fan service right. though. I really will. <laughs> At this point, yeah. Film time with Gabe. Oh, shout out to my brother 
That's the the younger brother. I fucking hate that guy. Oh wow. <laughs> I don't hate it. Wait a minute, um, he's real. Simple question. Wait. I thought it was you in a wig. <laughs> Guys, I don't want. I don't want to talk about this on the podcast. Come on. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. Simple sorry. question. I don't know if you guys are soda drinkers, Coke or Pepsi. It depends. It depends. Are we talking like Coke or Pepsi, or are we talking brand Coke or Pepsi? I think like I think he's different, I think like subgenres let's, let's of soda as much as possible. Yeah, let's, a cola, <laughs> just the cola, Coca Cola or Pepsi Cola. I feel like I used to be Pepsi, but dude, Coca Cola from McDonald's. I remember that being really good. When the syrup is is fresh, that slaps. Yeah, I haven't had either in years. We'll say McDonald's Coca-Cola for me. Um, If it's in that glass bottle, I don't have it often. I don't really have it much at all. But those those special times when it's in that glass bottle, nice. Now let's let a pro talk to you guys. And they got the polar bear. Let's let's talk. Let's let's have a professional come in and say it. Okay, so here's my take on it. Coca Cola is really good in a glass bottle. It's also really good in a bottle itself. Although Pepsi is really good in a can, but Diet Pepsi is not as good as Diet Coke. But Diet Pepsi or or. Cherry Pepsi is good in a bottle the same way that Cherry Coke is good in a bottle. Cans of either of those, garbo. But I would say I have to give it to Coca-Cola just because, like I said, I'm a big Cherry Coke guy. And Cherry Coke in a bottle, in just a normal, nice, really cold bottle from 7-Eleven. Nothing better than that on a hot day. And then you go, Bleh. I love that I that understand nasty. that so well. <laughs> exactly, dude. I'm saying. You get that first nice I guzzle totally and it that. burps and it like hurts your fucking nostrils. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know those burps? That's when you know yeah, you're drinking Yeah, I start to water just a little bit. <laughs> you're like, wow, stuff. that hurts. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say, I would say Coke. <laughs> wow, also, if we Coca-Cola. are... Yeah, if we are talking brands, Coke has has Sprite, and Sprite is fantastic. I would almost say that it's that it's close, but Dr Pepper doesn't quite hit as hard as Sprite does, and Sierra Mist is fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's been too long since I've had Sierra Mist, but you can go longer. I promise. Who buys it? Look at that! Look at look what I got in the background right <laughs> now. Always... Look at that right there. <laughs> oh, oh, he's been paid. Biased. Oh, great. Um. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that was always so sad in a restaurant. What would you like to drink? I'll have Sprite. We have Sierra Mist. Oh, Sierra I'll have Mist. water. Like, I'll have fucking <laughs> yeah. I'll have water. Thanks. <laughs> you have toilet water? I'd rather drink that. You have toilet water? You can blow bubbles into. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> That's so good. We got a we got a, a, a double header from Wiggles to the Great. Whoa, Wiggy Wiggy! She Shout always dropping them, baby. Oh, dropping the good ones. She yeah. asks. Would you have been a Vavitch? Would I have been a Vavitch? Yeah. I don't think Probably. men could be witches, right? I would try. You can fly, dude. I would pull a Mulan, but... <laughs> the reverse gender 
scenario. I, mean, I don't I've think got, I'd like, be a witch, dude. A thing. I don't think you guys can see it. Right. That is a thing of, like, sage. Oh, no, there, it's, it's that. That is, like, a little stick of sage. So, yeah, okay. I could, I could try to be a vivid. I'm gonna say no, um, because in the times of witches, me, who I am, I would be fucking prosperous as hell. And I would have been, I would have had a great life as a, as a big, strong white man. So, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no, <laughs> I'm gonna not be a witch. Because I would have had a fantastic life. Um, so, that is that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would also not be a witch. I would rather not. Maybe a TikTok witch. But... Oh, that's good. That's good. But <laughs> I just want to Yeah, I'd be man. just a logger. I'd be cutting shit down. Putting logs I'd, on my yeah, arm I'd be setting like my this. family up for a, a good life. Yeah. No signing books. Nope. No book signings. Sorry. No, but book burning. <laughs> Am I right? Book oh, yeah. burning. Hey. Uh, another one. <laughs> when when will my reflection show? Who am I inside? Oh, dude, talking about you just made a uh, Mulan, Mulan reference. Am I right? Yeah. I had to look. Yeah, that up. I was like, whoa, timing. Um. Perfect. Uh. Well, yeah, I'm trying to think of the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the end of the song right there. Okay. That's the uh, whole song, though, right? That's the very end of the song. When will my reflection show who I am inside? You know. Boom. Done. Song's done. That's Come on, Mushu. Let's get I out remember. of here. <laughs> um, Alright. The, ra- uh, the Wrath of Gilligan. Shout out. Gilligan's Wrath. Okay. Um... They ask, what's the worst letter of the alphabet? That's a fucking great question. I almost gotta look up the alphabet. <laughs> I'm trying to jog my memory. Are we going on looks or are we going on function? Yeah. I, I remember. I just need to see them. I need a I need a visual. Yeah, are we going off of like this looks terrible or are we going off of this is I'm just what's the worst one? I don't know. Like I don't know what the these questions are so vague function, on purpose. They are. And they do it on purpose. The bastards. Function, form, I will tell look, you, aesthetic. a small L is stupid. Small L is stupid. Yeah. It's just an it's just an I. And like it's just an I. And like it's a one also. Yep. And here's the thing. You literally can't spell L with just an L. It's yeah. E-L. E-L. E-H-L. Like, That's a whole other discussion of the English language. Well, yeah, because you can't spell R with an R. It would be A-R or I-R-E, you know? That's true. None of it makes sense. I'm looking at my um, keyboard. I forgot I had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the H. I think I'm going to go with... H is the dumbest sounding letter. It's just, huh. Yeah, it's just... A- just an exhale. <laughs> um, Q. I mean, Q is kind of a shitty letter. Like you can hardly ever use it. When does it good. ever? When in, so you get Dude. in Scrabble, chances of you using Q is so rare. It's just it's it's just kind of a burden. I'm either going Q or X. 
you can you X looks dope though. X is X a cool looking really number, like a, a cool looking letter, but the practicality and use for it <laughs> is so. It's probably the most unused letter in the alphabet. Let's be honest. But it okay. But you gotta admit, like when it's used silently, like xenomorph or xeno or xenon, mm-hmm. it's kind of. I mean, I guess that just comes again of of the aesthetic. It looks dope, and it's cool to uh, have an X. For that's the first why letter Xbox name, Live but... is full of people with like little X, big X, little X, four twenty, blaze it, yeah, uh, stoner kid, <sighs> XXX. Like, okay, I gotta okay. The, then it's I'm going with Q. Cool. I'm going with. But Q. hey, I mean, if you want to go X, I mean, no, you guys talked me out of it. You talked me out of it. It's <laughs> definitely Q. Q is Damn definitely it. the the worst alphabet letter. I hate little D's. Little D? Yeah. It's just a backwards B, and I hate writing it. Mine always look really dumb. Mine are really round. I can't... They're like... It's like a circle with a a fucking... It's a circle with a a neck. Do you guys have a letter that you really (laughs) hate writing? Because for me, it's an uppercase D. I can't stand the uppercase D. Mine always looks like trash. I can never get that My straight come line. Out all right. the, the half. I can never get that half. It always just looks garbage. I don't like E's. They take too long. <laughs> <laughs> An uppercase E takes way too long. Like, You're like... Like, damn, you gotta yeah. lift your pen so many fucking times. That's and true. If you, it's, it's a multi-step. Yeah, and if you don't, it's just looks. it looks like a three if you don't. True. Yeah, that's that's true. You know. Well, um. All right. <laughs> I'm like drawing shit now. I'm I'm like, how do we? Magic. Like a Q is kind uh, of fun should... to draw. What a are Q? It's a circle with a. I disagree, but. I mean, it also is another step. Qs are it's stupid, an... dude. It's an O. It's an O with a small L, stabbing it. He got a sword now. Yeah. Like, it's a it's an O with know. a battle scar. I like M. M's a, is a is a nice one to write yeah. with uh, writing down M's. You can do a lot of good stuff with that. I like a Z. I'm a fan of a Z. I like little M's. I like when I write a Z because I feel like just Zorro. an N. Taking a nap though. I mean, <laughs> I never thought. I of wish that. he asked what would the I I wish he asked what the best letter was because we could have another twenty minute discussion. <laughs> with all right. Um, top t- uh, top ten talk talks pod. I, um, what is the question? <laughs> talks. Are you okay? <laughs> okay. It's, when their names are abbreviated, I have a hard. I'm trying to figure out what the hell this this page is called. We know them. It's uh, top ten talks podcast oh okay okay yeah, yeah yeah they ask who is the more entertaining new skill uh new school horror director ari aster or robert eggers who is the more entertaining ari aster aster i i think yeah. it's just he's just got i'm sorry you have two movies where you have to have subtitles to understand what the fuck they're talking about that's less entertaining than being able to just watch this movie and understand what's going on that's just my opinion that's just my opinion mm-hmm. I think I have to agree, especially the the one uh, his new one coming out that sounds quite entertaining. Last question, <laughs> Jordan Ainsley. Shout out to my sister. Yay! Hope you're doing well. Yay. Um, 
What's in the box? Age-old question. Uh, Frosted Flakes. That's a, that's, a, that's a deep cut Vine reference for all my Viners out there. Oh, I know. <laughs> Vine was fun. It's uh, Brad Pitt's wife's head. Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are we like? Answer. Are we positive though? Pretty, pretty positive. Like, there's What's a the really box? good chance it's just like Gundam models. For all we know, like, there's a really good chance. <laughs> Gundam models? I guess so. You can't you see mean, it, but he's right there. I got three. I have eighteen. <laughs> I'm you have 18? I'm not even kidding. I have 18 I have a gun tiny one. Whoa! This is, this is from Japan. This is from Tokyo. Really? Did you go to Tokyo? Uh, That's dope. Actually, I lied. This one is not. I have little man <laughs> oh, here. Oh, God. I, now I gotta go show mine. Give me a second. <laughs> the sword fell off. Damn it. Where's my one from Tokyo? Ooh. Oh, that's dope. That's so cool, man. I want to build models. <laughs> we should have a Gundam. We should have a Gundam model building podcast. Gundam style. <laughs> oh jeez. Opa Gundam style. What's in the box? Uh, nice, a nice poultry. A nice poultry. Nice, nice, nice poultry. poultry. Yeah. A Gwyneth poultry. Oh, ho, ho! Gwyneth okay. Poultry. She sucks in real life, apparently. That's what <laughs> apparently she sucks. Uh, that's it for questions. I have my two films. Ooh, let's hear them. I have my two films for oh the next it. episode. I kind of followed Chase in his uh, yes. two very polar opposite yes. choices. Toy Story and Saving Private Ryan. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Tom Hanks. All right. <laughs> Double hanker. <laughs> Double anchor. That's the worst. <laughs> Double wanker. <laughs> oh. All right. So. I'm, I'm tankering for first a wanker. Film, in my, right? First film is uh, this film called Clifford from 1994. It's a comedy where... Martin Short, a 40-year-old man, plays a 10-year-old boy. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. And it's supposed to be uh, pretty insane. What, it's called Clifford? Um, Clifford from 1994. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to show this fucking... Okay, you can't see it because of... Be, okay, you'll you'll have to zoom in, but yeah, the poster is pretty atrocious. It's pretty bad. Wow. Um, and then the other film is called uh, "Dead Beat at Dawn." Dead Beat at Dawn from uh, 1988. It's supposed to be a very graphic, nuts, lo-fi, uh, low-budget, like gang revenge film um, <laughs> pretty nuts from what I've seen so see how that goes he, he um, quit the gangs they killed his girl he became 
deadbeat at dawn. <laughs> so that will be uh, next episode. Uh, I guess that's it. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Chase and Ryan, good to have y'all on air. Yes. And um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, head down to the bottom of that site and leave us a review. Please, God, please leave us a review. Please, God, please. Um, and uh, follow us on Instagram. God, that me. Send us questions. Uh, give us a follow. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bada bing, bada boom. Baby, goodbye. <laughs> Fuck you! I hate this thing!